Okay. So, this is your is this your whole menu right here? Uh, this is on our entire menu. Um, it's pretty close though. Okay. Um, I've got a more complete menu up on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't have everything with me just yet, but it's getting there. Hey, what's the so what's like the most popular one? Uh, loin chops are popular, shoulder roasts are popular, and our sausages are popular, and then there's bacon, mm -hmm. which is also very popular. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been coming to the Pullman Farmer's Market? Uh, we've been here since it started, uh, so that would be, I think this is seven seasons now. Mm -hmm. And so why do you guys keep coming back? Uh, we are in Pullman, um, our farm's just outside of Pullman, it's our home market, it's a pretty good market, um, especially being a smaller one, um, and we like it. So, How does it compare to other markets? Did you go to other markets and stuff? We do. We go to the Moscow market also, um, and there's certainly more people, um, which means there's more room to make a little more money. in all season then oh yeah most definitely um and then there's also the winter market for pullman that we do as well oh where's that one that one uh normally we do it downtown there's been an empty shop or a shop that's allowed us to use it on the weekend cool and so how do you think uh your farm and business represents the pullman community um how we represent the community yeah or what are your values as a com as a business um, family as a family business. Yeah. Um, I'm really sure how to answer that one. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to. That's okay. You know, we both graduated from WSU. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are transplants here because of the university. Um, what did you study? What you guys study? Uh, I did too? animal science, and my husband Jason did the um, organic agriculture oh, okay. program. All right, and um, what are some of your future goals for your for Romachi Farm? Um, I I want to be supplying the pork or most of the pork for the co-op in Moscow. Oh, cool. Um, and and have a lot of veggies mm -hmm. at the same time. And still do markets too. Of what, course. What are like your favorite veggies to to do? Um, it totally depends on the season. Um, this time of year, anything that's not green is wonderful. Oh, really? Yes, because greens are one of those things that are about the that will grow at the beginning of the season.
Sorry, what is this? Uh, these are mustard greens. They're, I've got three kinds here, but I've just got the one that's purple. Okay. So, and having color gets people into your table this time of year. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Definitely. Draws the attention? It does. Alright, and then last one. Um, so, do you guys have any big plans for, for the business for the summer or fall? Um, I think we're going to be doing more fall and winter production. Mm -hmm. um, than we have before. We've had a lot of changes on our farm the last handful of years. Um, what kind of, like what kind of change? Uh, we were farming with Jason's um, folks and they left um, not last year but the year before was their last year mm -hmm. um, rather suddenly and then we had to move house off the farm. So there's been a lot of changes over the last couple of years. Um, this last year was my first year full time on the farm. My husband's been full-time on the farm for a number of years. Mm -hmm. um, so, and this is our first year. We've got one employee full-time or nearly so for the entire season. Okay. Um, so it's technically it's employing three people full-time for mm -hmm. at least the season and hopefully it will give, um, do enough profits, do well enough to provide us with our winter income as well. Mm -hmm. So then hopefully. when you, yeah. Um, so <laughs> when do you start the winter preparation? Uh, that, that very fun. soon we should be planning shortly what we want to do and where we can put it. Mm -hmm. um, then if we have to buy seed for it, most people will be buying it probably in July or August and be putting stuff in in August and September. Cool. Alright, and then is there anything else like unique about your business that you want to share with the newspaper? Thank you so much. Of course. Thank, thank you. Thanks for meeting with me. Yeah. And what was your name again? Chris. Chris. Chris Arneson. Arneson. So um, just look for the piece like next week. Yeah. Or the Would week you after. maybe send us a copy of it? Yeah. Point? I'll Facebook it to you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The farmer's market. I love the farmer's market. Thank you so much for listening to that interview with uh, Omachi Farms. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm having trouble remembering the name of that lady. She, maybe she said it in the interview, but apologize to her. Um, well, thank you to her, actually. And let's see. What else? What else? What else? I love a farmer's market. That's what I was going to tell you guys. Just listen to Dave's of Thunder, Dave Damashek, and Dave Feeney at the Los Angeles Farmer's Market. And those are my favorite episodes. I love it. Just all the action in the background. I remember um, when I was at the Moscow Farmer's Market last time, I got like a free, a few free samples from this guy. He had like these spices. I've given him a shout out before in the podcast, but 
it's, it was awesome. Like I loved, like you never know what's going to happen when you go to the farmer's market. That's what, that's what my point is. You just, you go, you might get some free spices. You might make a new friend, meet a new dog. You know, I'm sure there's me some dogs there, but it's just nice to like walk around like a Saturday morning, get some fresh air. It's like being a community environment. There was, um, oh, there was this guy doing a, he's like a professional chef and he was doing a cooking demonstration and I actually sat down in like an open area. There's just, I don't know how to describe it, kind of like an open court. There's just a bunch of lawn chairs lined up and, uh, yeah, I took a seat, sat with probably like eight other people and watched this guy, what do you mean? He made like a big pot of chili, but it was cool. Like, I love it. Like, that's what I like about the farmer's market. And I like watching people cook and talk. It's always interesting to see how people, like, interact with, with the audience while they're cooking. Because that's some serious multitasking. It takes some, that takes some skill, I think. Like, not to be, not to be uh, taken lightly. I don't know, like, that's why these cooking shows are impressive. Because you have to be, um, you have some balls in the air. I just remember when I was a cook at Old Spaghetti Factory. And I worked as an appetizer cook for, like, a few weeks. And it was so hard for me. Like, I don't know why, but just trying to remember, like, all the different numbers, like, what temperature you have to do everything, what, how long, um, just all these little details. And then you have to, like, you're putting the shrimp in the oven, then you're running and putting the seven-layer dip in the other oven, and then you're making some spaghetti at the same time, and then you need to run to the freezer, and you need to ask someone to help you, and you definitely need to use communication when you work in a kitchen like that. Like you always need to be like not afraid to ask for help. Like just ask questions. I think that's the main key. That's I if looking back, like 2020 hindsight, I would say like that's where I went not went wrong cuz you don't go wrong. You just learn from you learn from the like the past, learn from your mistakes. Like that's why I don't think you learn from other people's mistakes really either. You really only learn from your own mistakes doesn't affect you as much when it's when someone else making the air but when you make it it affects your life directly so you really feel the weight of it but yeah looking back when I worked at a old gay factory as an appetizer cook there I kind of just wish I would have asked more questions like not been as afraid to ask for help like don't don't feel ashamed like there's no there's no shame in asking for help that's I don't know I was probably trying to do too much like that's, I think that's the issue with a lot of people when they're, when they come up short, it's not because they weren't trying hard enough. Maybe they're trying to do too much. Maybe you just need to slow down, take a deep breath, breathe, ask a question, you know, ah, <laughs> but yeah, the farmer's market. I love the farmer's market. Um, I like food just in general. I'm a, I wouldn't really consider myself a foodie, but definitely want to do, look forward in the future to a Star is Born episodes from restaurant locations. That's something just in my mind that I've been thinking about the last couple of days. Like I would love to do, I don't know, I'd love to do an episode from a, like a, from a restaurant or like a farmer's market or a Mariner's game or something. So keep an eye out for that in the future. There's going to be some experiential episodes of A Star is Born. But yeah, check out Omachi Farms. They're on, uh, not Twitter, they're on Instagram. And Google them, Google um, I don't think they're in stores really, but you can definitely pick up their food if you're in the Pullman, Moscow area. And as always, get my books on Amazon Kindle. Thank you for sharing the podcast with everyone. 
and uh, I hope you have a um, have a great day, have a great night, wherever you're listening from. Um, I salute to you, and um, yeah, thank you so much for just supporting. Like, there's nothing. I don't know. I don't know if you guys understand like how much just like listening and supporting and just like a rater a rater review or a subscription or a listen or telling a friend. Like it has like an exponential uh butterfly effect, that kind of stuff. Like you might not think it makes a big difference, like sharing something like sharing something with a friend or something, or something like that, but it it doesn't really make a big difference. <laughs> like just the one thing, but it's the what am I, what word am I looking for? It's the like after effects. It's the aftershock of it. It's the things that come as a result of you telling one person that they tell a person, then 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 they tell a person. And it just keeps building and building and then they post on it and then they you know, that's what I'm saying. It's that's how these things start from the ground up. It's not I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now I'm explaining to you guys like what a grassroots project is, but I mean, that's, I'm serious though, like, cause this is obvious, this is as grassroots as it gets. There's no uh, advertising. We don't advertise. There's no commercials. It's word of mouth, baby. It's all word of mouth. But I think that's how podcasts became popular in the first place, actually. Pretty sure. Cause I'm, I've told so many people just in person about podcasts I like. Just like, I love listening to this podcast. And then, and then I didn't even know that they listened to them as well. And then it's like, what? You listen to this guy too? No way. So, like, I have memories just making connections with people over those little things, like sharing interests, common interests. I don't know. I think, I think sharing is an important thing. So, so share, 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 share. And, yeah, as always, thank you, thank you. Have a great night. And uh, I love you. <laughs>